פנטסטי, טוב. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> It's so nice to be with you, Professor Braverman. Thank I, you for inviting me. Oh, it is totally my pleasure, and I've been waiting for it. Since we made the decision to meet, um, I was really, I was so delighted that you, you know, you, has, you have such a hectic, uh, you know, um, schedule, and, and squeezing us in was really a wonderful present for me. So thank you for, so much for your generosity with your time and with your knowledge beforehand. Uh, hello to everybody. Uh, this is Yali Admati from Building the Future the Israeli Way. Just to remind us that this is, uh, we want to join, uh, we want to, I think, uh, you, we want you to escort us uh, in having a view about what is really happening in Israel behind the scene, behind what you see in the news. Uh, and there is another face to Israel that I think you would love to know, share, and accommodate. So this is what we do here in Israel and how we use innovation for the greater good of human, uh, human I think, the human society. So today I have the great privilege and honor uh, to meet with Professor Braverman, Braverman which I met through uh, some, uh, I would say, family issues. <laughs> and uh, just to give you a little bit, and it's only a hint of, of his achievement, just to let you know. So He is the head of uh, N- ENG Head, which is Head, Neck, and a Surgery and Co-Director of the National e- ENG Muscular Dystrophy and Neurologic uh, wow, Service in the Hillel Yaffe Medical Center is- in Israel. I'm sorry if I made a, a spelling it's mistake. It's okay, okay. I, will, I will elaborate. <laughs> When if, wonderful. He is also a clinical associate professor in the Rappaport Faculty of Medicine in the Technion, which, as you know, is a wonderful organization. He did his red, red residency in um, the uh, Hebrew University in Jerusalem, in the Faculty of uh, Medicine in uh, Hadassah University Hospital in Jerusalem. Also, uh, he was a fellow, a clinical research fellow in uh, a... a in the Jewish General Hospital in McGill University in Montreal, Canada. And he has published numerous journal articles. And he is also highly involved in the high-tech scenes, which is really a collaboration with, between medical people and people who are coming from deep tech in order to enhance our ability to take care of our people, meaning also the sick ones, but also the one, the patients, but also the one that might become a patient, and how can we prevent anything, any kind of problem to become, you know, a serious or I would say ongoing problem for that deteriorate their lives, uh, equality. Is, am I right about that? Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. Brilliant. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about yourself before we go in into, you know, all the beautiful things that you've been doing. Can you tell us a little bit about yeah. your history and <coughs> how you got to what you're doing? Yeah. So I'll just tell that I'm uh, married and I have four children and one granddaughter. Oh. And uh, <laughs> I was born in Jerusalem, four generation in Jerusalem. Wow. And uh, I w- went to the army and then I became an officer of communication, mm. electronic and communication in the artillery. So uh, my, uh, technique, technique things came just from this, from the army, four years in the army. Then I went to the Technion to learn medicine. Did you just know you wanted to become a medical professional from before that? I, I knew that I wanted to, do, to, to be a, doc, a medical doctor already in my bar mitzvah. 
Wow. So I did, uh, if I may, I, yeah. I, I, I learned I biology in Jerusalem in the high school and mathematics. And I did some things in Magen David Adom in Jerusalem, like uh, volunteering and some research in gastroenterology in Sharon wow. Tzedek as a, as a high school. Wow, I, I knew that I want to be a doctor and all my task was to, to do, to, to get the facilities. This was the target. Uh, why, 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 did, why did this burning passion to become a doctor? I don't know why, I don't know to say why, but you know, to go on an ambulance and to go to patients that have heart attack as a volunteer and have the action to do this and help people, uh, I, can s I can tell a s very small story. Yes, of course. Uh, that just came yes. to my mind just now. I, uh, when I was like uh, in the beginning of the high school, like a very, it, it's, it's uh, like kitachet, like a- 14 years 14, old. Yeah, something like this. A new immigrant from Argentina uh, came to our class. His name was David, and he was going with the um, help. It didn't mm. go well. He had crutches. Crutches. And then, slowly, slowly, he, he deteriorated. Oh my God. He had a, a, like a neurological uh, uh, illness that uh, make, that we know that it's progressive with uh, at, the, at the end they die oh in like the age of 20 or 30 wow. and Nivun uh, Shirim it calls Dushen or something yeah. like this and when I was a child I didn't know but I, I automatically went to be his friend then he was in a wheelchair oh my God. and uh, the good thing is that her his parents was the owners of the Holy Land hotel in Jerusalem oh. and they have the house there and there was no problem that he has a, dr a private uh, driver but he needs someone that he will go with him every day in the beginning and he take his things from the uh, yeah. bag and you know like manually and yeah. at the end of the high school he finished the high school on a wheelchair very weak and uh, fragile. I would say with Nivun. Yeah. Uh, there was a total yeah, deterioration. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then uh, we went to the army, and he was at home. He went to the university. He did B a BA in yeah. the university, wow. and then he had a tracheostomy. The, the the breathing was not good, and at last he died. But I I was with the family till the last day. Wow. And it's a very sad story, but this is thing that I, maybe it was in my bones when I was a child, wow. br bring me to, to be wow. a doctor. Wow, this is a beautiful story. This is a story, it's not connected to what I no, want to do, it just uh, came out. No, but I think it's beautiful because it gives the context, meaning that from you had the compassion and the willingness to assist people, and, and you saw them, and more from what for me what was touching is that the fact that you saw the person behind the sickness yeah and yes. when he was like as he went to and deteriorated more and more that the ch children went 
went from mm. him. It yes, didn't take close to him. Yeah. It, they, they had they were some frightened. distance. Yeah. They were afraid. But I was stuck to him because I don't know why. That's a beautiful story. Yeah. That's a beautiful story. And then I, uh, yeah. if and I then. proceed, then I went to the Technion to do the medical studies. Yeah. It was very uh, difficult. On the second year, yeah. there was the war in the Lebanon war. Yeah. One of the wars. We one had. of the wars. <laughs> and I was, a, I was already a doctor in a medical doctor in the unit that wow. I was in. The, it was a Yechidamat Khalid Shel Tothanin. It was a artillery, very high, something important. And we were in Lebanon and I was the doctor there. And then, uh, and then I had a problem that the technician wanted me to do the exam in the mathematical exam. <laughs> and, and it was very, I, did, I couldn't be, I was in Lebanon. And they didn't let us, uh, they didn't let us uh, free with this. And we had to, to get a summer, um, summer semester. Yeah. And we learned to, to finish the mathematics. And then we did, and the, the, my friend that um, did with me the mathematics and did the second time the, because of the war, was the, is now is the chief of the Adassa Medical Center. Wow. The head of the, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we, we, it was started like this. Wow. Uh, meaning, meaning this is how, to, how you become a doctor in Israel. Yeah. There is a war, you have to go to war, but still you have to finish your studying. Yeah. We don't care that. No, no, yeah. no reduction. No. You need to do everything. <laughs> no pass, you're not yeah. getting a free press yeah. for anything. And yeah. then I went to Hadassah Medical, I, I, I wanted ENT. I wanted yeah. otolaryngology. It's very, it's a unique uh, subject because you treat everyone, ch children, old ones, people, everyone, and it's uh, also surgery and also m uh, medicine, and uh, and you can do everything with this uh, sub special specialty, and ENT or otolaryngology, uh, it's very hard to get because a lot of people want to get it. Why? In it's very demanded mm. in plastic uh, eye surgery, ski, uh, dermatology, mm. ENT, and this was my target. And I was accepted in Beersheba, and in Haifa, and in Adassa. And I preferred Adassa; it's very good. And it was a program of five years. Now it's six years, mm. and I did the program, uh, and it was very hard work. I had two children there, and wow. afterwards, I s all, all, all the time. Then we had uh, another two, <laughs> uh, but it was it was very good. I finished the um, residency in Adassa. Then I went to fellowship in Montreal. How come? How come you suddenly from Jerusalem to Montreal? How did it because work? Because if you want to do, if you want to, when you finish the uh, medicine and the uh, residency, you get a diploma of ENT, of otolaryngology. Mm. So it's general otolaryngology. Mm. In otolaryngology, there are a lot of subspecialties. Mm. There is head and neck, there is uh, pediatrics, there is otology, there is rhinology, there is laryngology. Mm. So you need to pick one and to be very good in the subspecialty. Then I went, uh, so I went to Montreal, to the Ge Jewish General Hospital in Montreal, 
McGill University. It's very good yes, university. And I did the rhinology there mm. with all the family, you know. It was very good time there. No wars. <laughs> <laughs> At least not in Canada, no wars, yeah. Yeah, and uh, I had a mentor, very mensch uh, mentor. Yeah, yeah, His yeah. name is Saul Frankel. He was the head of all McGill program. Mm. For, it's four hospitals there now. Wow. And he's an excellent mentor. And I, I had a very good uh, teaching there. I did also a research there, mm. a basic research in the Macon Crystal Laboratory. Wow. It's a laboratory of lungs, wow. of uh, pulmono pulmonary. And I study with him the cilia. The cilia is the, the microscopic uh, movement of uh, the hairs that, mm. that is on the on the top of our uh, lining of the sinuses, of the trachea, wow. of the wow. lungs, of the female um, uh, organel, uh, tube, of the tube, yeah. of the eustachian tube in the ear and, wow. the, eustachia, uh, and the tube in the uh, genitalia of the female. Wow. And sometimes there is problem with the cilia wow. and there are sometimes infertility or sometimes problem with the ears and sometimes sinusitis and this is the basic thing that needs to be good and to work good wow i didn't know that so Wonderful. i did a research there on wow. this and then i came back and i got the position uh, very young i was 40 years old and i got to be the head of the department of the otolaryngology at the neck in hillel yafem medical wow. center in Hadera. and you're still there I and i'm still there Wow. 22 wonderful. years they are very lucky. It was very small department, very small yeah. unit, and we made it a ha big one with seven residents and wow. uh, all the facilities, and it's uh, it's nice. How how many people have you are you been are you taking care with your team at this uh, in with with our this? our region of in Hadera is uh, it's almost one almost million people wow. with the area of the Arab. Area that uh, we are get uh, get uh, taking care yeah, of yeah. them, and we have like thirty percent or forty percent people from them, and we also get from Tel Aviv and from Be'er Sheva and from the north because we are doing special uh, special uh, things that are not being done in another mm. uh, places. Wonderful. And Wonderful. we will uh, talk. We about will. Yeah, we will talk about it later. Wonderful. So, first of all, it seems that you're very happy with your life, even though I know that you hardly sleep and you're mostly working all day long. Am I right? Yeah, I, I <laughs> sleep very le little because I'm busy, but I, I, I like my work. I, that's what I'm saying. I say, I say you're very happy with your life, even though you don't sleep so well. That's yeah, yeah. <laughs> too, and you don't know, you sleep well, but not much. Yeah. So uh, I want to I wanna, um, know from your perspective, because as you said, you also have some background in mechanical and technology and uh, technical uh, you know, uh, point of view, but also you're deep into the medical field. What for you is innovation? What does it mean for you, innovation in general, and in in relationship with the with the of course with the medical field? Okay, so innovation is uh, something new that is not there in our end, and we need we need it. So how it comes uh, when we doing things with patients, and we think uh, we we are doing like a 
thing that is done one one hundred years the same thing. The tradition. The we do the things like this and uh, everyone doing the same thing and this is what we uh, learned and this is the way the normal way. So you know there are people that go to work come to home go to work come home. But there are people that wants to change because they think that it can be done better in another way. So if we think we can uh, invent something that will help the patients without the regular way to, g- to get out of the box and think differently, this is innovation. Mm. And innovation okay. needs to be a brilliant idea out of the box that we can it can be done uh, actually done and we can made it to help the patients to feel better okay okay what you mean is that you have to in a sense uh, leave behind the old methods and be uh, brave and in bo- sometimes like bold. I, I will yeah. in, yeah, in our a, field yeah, like exactly. uh, in the past Uh, when we want to go to the sinus, the, yeah. m- the maxillary sinus, it was uh, with the very uh, old-fashioned from 8082, I think uh, yeah. it was it's called Caldwell look operation. Okay. There is like you're, like you built uh, <laughs> in a bone in a stone, like the ar- wow. ar- architect or the sculpture built in the stone with the hammer and the chisel. We open a window wow. above the feet. It's called the window in the, to the to the maxillary sinus. We, we make a hole and we clean. This was this was done many years. Then uh, uh, there was the invention of the endoscope. Mm. When it was invented, it changed the medicine. So we can go through the nose. And through the natural ostium of the sinus mm. and open the natural ostium and mm. we learned that this is the physiological way and the cilia bring the mucus from the sinus mm. to the natural ostium it doesn't bring it to the open the the, the opening that we did with the chisel and all the concept of, of operation of sinus has changed with the wow. invention of the endoscope And Messerklinger and Stamberger from Austria brought this idea to When the world. It? it was, uh, I think, 30 years ago, wow. something like wow. this. Wow, very new then. And Professor sense. David Kennedy yeah. afterwards brought, he was a young uh, um, uh, ENT from Philadelphia, and he brought it to the United States. Yeah. And uh, it spread in the United States, and this is the way that we do it uh, till now. And, wow. w- and then... There are new things on, on top of this, mm. and I will let yeah. you know yeah. more. But this is innovation. Okay, wonderful. And there are more and more innovations, and, and now we see so many things that are good for the, for the people, for doing minimal invasive surgery, and for doing things that you don't need to be hospitalized like for three, three days for one operation. You can come, go, do the operation, and go. Yes, as you did, if I may say, with the patient that we both know, you did three uh, operations, I mean, in one, t- in one yeah. day, and you f- finished in a few, few hours, yes. So yeah. this was remarkable, yes. So 
that that's beautiful. So I know that you divide your your time between taking care of patients and besides trying to solve big medical problems uh, with the assistance from people from the high tech. Am I correct? This is uh, how do you divide your week? most most of that most of that the time is in the in the hospital. I'm running a department and it's full time. It's a full time in the hospital. Afterwards, in the afternoon, I have some clinics that I see patients. Uh, and uh, once, a day, once a week, I have a surgery day uh, for like private patients and special operations outside of the hospital. Uh, and out of this, I uh, have connections with uh, startups and uh, things that I think that are very important to do innovation. Part of the innovation I, I bring to the hospital through the mm. research. So if we like taking a concept of, of things that uh, we need to do a proof of concept to a, a thing for a topic, we bring it to the research department, mm. we, we make a program, we get an Helsinki agreement that okay. we can do it, and then we run a study with clinical trials clinical trial with the resident mm. it, it may take two three years or something like this and we have many clinical mm. trials also from big uh, companies that want to do stu uh, studies in our department because we are doing the studies very precisely and very correctly mm. for like from medical medical medicine like biological treatment and other treatment and also medical devices mm -hmm. interesting so what you're saying is like it's like a positive uh, cycle that you know and you're doing something in the research then it goes to uh, any kind of innovation or the other way around yeah. so it's it's it like feeding itself the yeah. different parts of your i mean the, the organizations that you're uh, you know a part of are connected with are usually in in the same in the end feed themselves into a much positive uh, i would say outcome yeah okay and may i ask in how many startup have you been involved until now okay so it's <laughs> all all uh, started yes please from the celia story. actually okay wonderful it's all yeah. started from the celia and uh, when i did the research in on the celia i saw that we can measure the ciliary bit frequency we can see how, ma how wow. many hertz the cilia move. Wow. And if it's slow, it's, it's, there are some illness, and if it's high, maybe the body wants to do something to clean the mucus. Wow. And it's very interesting. So what you're saying, even if people don't feel that they are sick, if you, ch if you check this, only this measure, this give you an idea whether there is something is going to happen. Yeah. Wow! Yeah, it's it's a, like it's pre main. It's pre maintenance or prediction. It's, it's, a, it's a basic. It's a basic thing that if it's not working, the the patient will feel very ill. Wow! Uh, like cystic fibrosis. Yeah. Children with cystic fibrosis that the cilia doesn't work good. They have a problem with the lungs. They cough all the time. They don't hear well. They have fluid in the ears, and they are very sick. Wow! Uh, the cilia must go on and be 
Good. Okay. So I had an idea. Yeah. Till When now, was it? It was, uh, I think, 10 years ago, something okay. like this. I don't remember no, exactly. No, it doesn't matter. And uh, when you want to, to check cilia, you need to take a biopsy, take it to the microscopes, take an mi uh, electron microscope, and do... It's not easy. It's, it's, uh, it's a complicated process. Yeah, and not, all, not every hospital has the facilities like this. And I had an idea to do... to make a device that will check cilia in vivo. What mm. is in vivo? In the clinic. So I put wow. like a pistol in the, uh, in the nose, put some device, and it will tell me what is the situation of the cilia. Wow. There is nothing like this. Wow, it's amazing. Like it's you're in the body even though you're, you're, you're looking inside the body even though you're totally outside of the body. Yeah. Wow. And... I got a g uh, I, I had a, a someone that helped me with this grant a grant for that it or was okay. not so a grant it was my money <laughs> you helped yourself I helped myself <laughs> and uh, the the guy that helped me he was from the optical engineering uh, it was he was a physicist mm. from he, he had a very high knowledge in lasers and physics and And nuclear medicine Wow and we we uh, wrote a patent on this and the 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 thing was that you put a, a laser you put a nano diamonds nano nano and diamonds that are splashing wow. Wow. on the on the cilia yeah. in the no on the on the surface and you put a laser that you Uh, illuminate them wow and then you read the 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 light from the n wow. the diamonds in another wow. laser wow. and it will calculate the the the, the velocity wow wow it was like a like thing that physics and medical yeah and, and we, we built together. like yeah, a wow. we built something like this yeah. and we we had a patent and this but the problem was that that the uh, that I didn't know that uh, when I have an invention <laughs> I went to the, the head of the hospital the chief general of the hospital and I told him I have a in innovation so he said to me you are a very nice guy but it's not yours you What? invent something but it's belong to the to the government you know Really? Why? Really? I didn't know. I was very naive. <laughs> so if you invent and you, if you are a full-timer in hospital and you have an I IP, yeah. most of the IP belongs to the, med to, the to the state. Wow, okay. And the guy that I was with him didn't know it and he didn't like it. And then was the... And the and, but we solved this thing. Mm -hmm. But the other thing was that patent was not so strong and we couldn't uh, again defend it defend it mm. defend it so we abandoned we abandoned so the patent was not strong and we had to abandon our patent and uh, this uh, this can be can happen. Uh, even if the idea is very 
brilliant and you cannot uh, make it. protect it it uh, it it will it will die but the thing that was good from this first i learned how to work with the uh, 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 environment of the hospital and all the um, the regulation regulation yeah, uh, yeah. this is the word regulation <laughs> and i met a guy named Avinoam and he was the CEO of this project and uh, he understand that we abandoned this uh, project uh, but I told him I don't abandon you and we will have another thing and then we figured out what what we need to be what we need what is missing in our field and Avinoam with uh, some thinking uh, had another idea of a device we c and now it's a company yeah. that's called Sinusafe. Sinusafe, and what, what's Actually, the I'm the medical advisor, and I'm not the IP, I'm not, uh, okay. I'm not the patent guy, but I am uh, helping him in the medical thing, how to make better the patients. What is the, uh, what is the device? The device is a very uh, clever device that goes through the nose endoscopically goes to the orifice of the of the sinus to the natural ostium of the sinus go with a very thin cannula to the sinus itself then with a with one hand you pull in a very thin cannula you can irrigate the sinus then you can if the sinus has a full of uh, pass and the polyps or junk you put in a thinny wire 19 wire it's one millimeter or something like this and this rotates 5000 rpm wow. like a like a drill like a nano drill or like a nano debrider and it will break the mucus and it will break the polyps and it will make it will be fluid very like watery that it will can be sucked through the very thin cannula outside and this is helping in which situation? And then you clean the sinus, oh. you, you wash it, you take everything, you throw the device, it's one... one wow. Ah, it's, it's a disposable dispos one, wow. Disposable. And through this thing in the future, we want to put also medicines mm. through the, this device in the sinus without surgery, without breaking everything in local, on local anesthetic in the clinic, no operation. Well, and, and it's, it's to which situation, which medical uh, situation it's going to help? It's, it will help in acute sinusitis, in chronic sinusitis. We did a uh, research in Hillel Yafe on 10 patients with acute sinusitis, patients that got um, like two weeks antibiotics and was hospitalized uh, with pain. And after treatment with this device, 24 hours they went home and they were cured and we published it and it's nice now we are going to do another uh, research on chronic patients we also want to do a, a study on patients in ICU in, in well, uh, intensive ICU. case in intensive care yeah. units that are uh, have prolonged uh, mechanical um, uh, ventilation 
And more, many patients with the mechanical ventilation that are in the intensive care have sinusitis because they lie down and they have fuss mm. in the sinuses, they have fever, and they deteriorate it. And if we wash them, the sinuses, with this device, we can shortening the time of, of uh, the intensive care time. Wow. You know how, much, how, how much do you think it's going to improve, like from six days to three days? Or what, what? We don't know. We, 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 don't know. we want to research. Mm. We want to study this. But this is a very uh, clever uh, solution, idea, yeah, solution. Yeah. So what you're saying, if I may ask, just to make sure that you know our audience understand, what you're saying is that you created a device that assists in taking care of this in, of this issue, and but the implications are very. Uh, there are vast uh, opportunities. Yeah. From ICU patient and to people that uh, have a high resistance, for example, to an antibiotics. Yeah. So wow, that's wonderful. And, and the the concept is that we have a platform. And the platform can do mo many things. We think already or to do to go to the ear and go to the other mm. sinuses, the mm. frontal sinus or other sinuses with the same device because if we can cure the sinus and put medicine or in the future maybe to put microbiome in the sinus and cure the sinus, this will be like a far goal far target but it we need we think far yeah i just got the yes. the uh, white journal it's yeah. called the otolaryngology head and neck surgery yeah from issue from just now from the from the mail and on the on the envelope i show Yali a note that there is a type 2 inflammation maybe a clear connection and the drawing show that if you think wide on on the subject yeah. you can treat the lungs you can treat the sinuses you can treat everything wh when wow. you treat widely wow and and also if i may say i heard uh, a, a talk about longevity and there was a, a discussion about inflammation as one of the uh, route uh, to unfortunately to deteriorating the body and uh, to uh, uh, you know the the aging uh, process so it might also assist in the longevity uh, i think uh, in the future because when we w when uh, we are we are dealing also with the microbiome and uh, there are studies that uh, talk about the microbiome and uh, what you raise now and uh, we can w it's very it's very beginning but this is uh, the future and this is very hot topic and we are studying it I don't mm. want to, to say things that I don't know yet, but it's very interesting and uh, the, uh, the interesting, the, the things that is make me passionate to, to investigate. Wonderful. So this is the way. May, may I ask just another question? Also, because you, you said that is this going to be, this is going to be device on one hand to, you know, to go in and clean, but also in, in the future to, you know, this is going to be another route to, uh, not to small molecule, but perhaps other, ki ki other kind of uh, m uh, medic medicine. You think it can be also used to deal in some way with the brain issues like uh, Alzheimer, Parkinson? Uh, in the brain, there is something that is uh, interesting because now there is there are some investigations on bringing medicine to the olfactory way, 
the olfactory is the uh, nerve number one. Mm. It's the uh, nerve that we can smell with this. Mm. And, it's, and uh, the, this nerve is, is, uh, is uh, in the front of our brain, going through the uh, base of the skull, the anterior base of uh, the skull, in a, in a bone that is like cribriform, with these very mm. small holes. And the nerve of the smell, it's called the olfactory nerve, going in the nose, and we can smell with this fiber. Wow. And uh, there are some ideas to, to make medicine that can go through this channel to the brain. Wow. It's very preliminary, but this is, this we need to think about it. We need to think, wow. So right now you're really building, on one hand, you're building a platform. This is one? Yeah. Okay, but I know you have other. Yeah, there is another, <laughs> another thing I'm dealing with sleep. Yeah. Yeah, sleep yeah, can medicine. You tell, yeah, sleep yeah. medicine is fascinating because we are treating patients that are that are do, that don't sleep well. Yeah. When well, did you started working? Many on this? years ago. Many years ago. Okay. It was uh, because snoring, snoring. We know that snoring is like uh, the top of the iceberg, and that may, many children have sleep apnea, mm. and we treat them because of the big tonsils and adenoids, mm. and we treat them and. A lot of patients that are and they are tired and they don't sleep well, they can have a, a sleep apnea syndrome, and we need to get them uh, free of this. They are all, all it's a big topic. We can maybe talk about this in a different <laughs> hour. Okay, we but, will. Uh, we will. One of the one of the things that uh, is on uh, is the diagnosis of sleep apnea. Mm. And now we diagnose sleep apnea by the history of the patient. The patient come and say, look, I'm snoring, I don't sleep well, mm. I go to sleep in another room because my partner is, I'm disturbing my partner, and uh, my, the, I'm f uh, I don't remember things. And uh, we see in the sleep laboratory that he has sleep apnea, but it's not enough. We see, we think we have, there are another tools that we can uh, see uh, and uh, uh, diagnose the problem. And one of the things that I'm thinking on is uh, the look of the face. Mm, really? Yeah. Meaning you can look at me and look, know and know. Uh, look if you are tired or not tired and mm. And maybe with the computer uh, uh, learning, machine learning, okay, we, can, AI, we yeah. can learn more about the face mm. and see what, pa what patient is as sleep apnea and what patient as, uh, is n with no problem. And there is a company that wanted me to be involved and I start to, 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 to be the uh, assist like a medical uh, wow. assistant about to take the knowledge the technical knowledge of reading the face with mathematics and physics like face uh, image face recognition it's not not really recognition but it takes parameter of the face and, uh, by mathematical modulation they can read all kinds of things that we cannot know and they can Le and they can tell me if this patient is like uh, sleep apnea or other disease maybe, 
and we can use it for medicine. See, wow, this is very awesome. starting. This is on, the, just on the beginning, but I think it's ve it's very interesting. So yeah. we will have more time to I speak will, about. I speaking. will be happy to do a research on this and learn because I think we have something here. Okay, that's wonderful. Okay, and and uh, we had yes. uh, we had the other researchers like yes. uh, I try to do to give uh, to give uh, mm. patients with sinusitis and chronic rhinitis. Yeah. Uh, pomegranate. What is it? Pomegranate mm -hmm. is rimonim. Oh! Uh, like the, you know, the it's one of the seven uh, uh, fruits. fruits in the Bible. Yeah, yeah. Very healthy. Yeah. The, the pomegranates. So I took the pomegranates, we make it uh, like a medicine, like a spray. Mm. The goodies from the, the pomegranates. And we I did a study, like four years study on patients and uh, Double blind, yeah. Wow. And we saw that it's very good for chronic rhinitis, and it's not a medicine; it's just food. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. It's a antioxidant. It's very wow. strong antioxidant, and it's good for the for not for the atherosclerosis. It's good for the heart, like wine, like red wine. Really? Yeah. Wow. Also anti antioxidant. Wow, this is brilliant. Yeah. May, may I ask? You seems as if you you have. You have so many sources of inspiration and you connect totally different words, world, meaning medical and uh, AI, uh, you know, uh, agriculture and medicine. How, how do you come up with this? I mean, this is, this is very creative. How, how do you come up with these ideas? I mean, I mean, this is astonishing, you know, because you're spending, you know, most of your days with patients and so how come you come to and say, oh, well, I, yo, I want to use this food. I mean, how do you come with these ideas? How do you come up with these ideas? Uh, I think it's I, beautiful. So sometimes uh, when I, I meet patients, very interesting patients, uh, that, uh, you know, you need to, if you meet a patient that is very interesting, you treat him. But if he tell you a story and you get a connection with him, sometimes he's from the kibbutz that, raised the pomegranates <laughs> the pomegranates idea came from a friend uh, like 20 years ago this friend he was not my friend he's a haklai agriculture, agriculture he, he's he raised, a farmer he, yeah. he farmer that raised pomegranates and all the other fruits and he came with his mother she, and she has grade 4 carcinoma of the larynx like it's a tumor, aggressive tumor oh of, the, of uh, the vocal cords. She yeah. was a very high smoker. And I told him, look, if I will not operate her and take her throat out, the, the, the vocal cords out, a very big operation that we did yesterday, another one like yeah. this, she will die. Wow. She had no air. Wow. So he says, look, I'm counting on you. Do what you need to do. And we did it, and she she was free of disease like 25 years or something like this. Then she w she died with the, uh, like in a very old age. Okay. But from this point, he became he became my friend, mm. and he told me, "Look, I I'm I'm a farmer. I'm eating pomegranates every day. I take the pomegranates and children the children eat, and we don't have tonsillitis wow. when we eat it." 
So I told you, look, this is a good idea. I will do a research on this. Wow. And did I, then I went to the research on the nose. Wow, this is interesting. I will, I, I will let you know uh, on another research that, yes. I, that I did. Yeah. This was a research with the electronic nose. What is it? What is <laughs> it? <laughs> the I didn't know a nose is nose, electronic, yeah. yeah. There, there is a very brilliant uh, professor yeah. in the Technion. Yeah. His name is Professor Hussam Haik. Now he was the head. He was the head of the. Uh, he was very high degree in the uh, chemistry engineering in the Technion faculty, and he invented the uh, a a, a area of nano particle nano uh, um, nano electronic nano sensors yeah. that uh, actually. The target is to fill the air, the f to fill the mo the molecules, the the molecules in the air that we breathe, and 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 fill what is in the air wow. of the patients. Wow! So I will let you know what what is the idea that if a patient will put his air from the lung in a in a container, and we will take the air. And we will examine there with this computer uh, electronic nose. Oh. The computer will, uh, the computer can identify if the patient has a cancer, a lung wow. cancer wow. from the breathing. Wow. Now they do, they try to do it for Corona. Wow. And I, I had, I took their idea and I took from patients with chronic sinusitis, nasal polyposis, rhinitis, Allergic rhinitis, air with, n and they didn't know, uh, they they did not know who is whom, the patient, yeah. and we took the air and we checked it in the technion in the electronic nose, and the computer told us this has this disease, this is this disease, this is chronic sinusitis. So the computer can tell us from the uh, molecules in the wow. breath. Wow. What is the disease? Wow. So it's like a, a, another layer of, uh, I would say, reassurance or validation of the prognosis, if I may oh, say. Yeah, and it can be good for all kinds of diseases. Yeah. And for the doctors, yeah. because yeah. it makes you, you know, yeah. it's, you're, you, you know it's, it's like yeah. another expert looking at the information and you can be assured that you're taking the yeah. right uh, path, right? For yeah. I mean, the, wow. It, it was good and it was published in a very good uh, journal. And, uh, and it's being used now. It's it's it. They try to do it uh, now practically on Corona. Okay. I don't know what what is now. Look, if someone comes to the airport and just blow mm -hmm. air in this device and wow. can see if he has Corona, wow. it can save yeah. time and money. Yeah, and yeah, but and, uh, and lives. Yeah, and lives. Wow, wow. So this is another thing that we we need to know that in when we breathe. We have molecules in the air that we breathe That's that you can make diagnosis of diseases from this. Also, can you also, for example, if someone had a tumor and, uh, 
you know, he was treated, it might be a way to, you know, to continue checking yeah. whether, whether, whether there, you know, whether he's, he's a survivor of, of cancer. Yeah. Is there a, 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 an existing risk or is he really, you know, can go on with his life and he can be, you know. Yeah, you have a baseline and then, yeah. then you follow you, up. You follow up and then you have a, you know, like a weekly checkup and then yeah. you don't even if this might even, you know, you probably know about uh, liquid biops biopsy. So it might even be something which is much easier, less expensive to do for people who already it's survived. Very, it's, very, it's very cheap because you just need to, to breathe to, blow. to, wow. a, to a, a container. Yeah. The device there is, uh, is expensive, but uh, this, this is preliminary. I think if we go work on this, it will... Uh, so y y are you going to continue working I on this? So. You hope so. We, we now with the corona and things... <laughs> Everything is safe. Okay, what else? I know, I, I'm sorry if I'm asking too many questions. It's and okay, it's no, okay. no, no, I know you're doing also um, other things. So can you talk about uh, the other issues that you're totally involved and that you think that, you know, people all over the world, because uh, one, I know you're, Professor Braverman, I know you and you're incredibly humble. But may I say that what, correct me if I'm wrong, that what you're doing is not for only for the Israeli population or the Jewish population, or it, it might have, uh, hopefully it's, it's going to have implication uh, regarding worldwide uh, health, meaning of because, it's can a you, yeah. Diseases are not in just in Israel, they are everywhere, and we want to, to make collaboration just now one of my residents uh, told me that uh, people from Nigeria want me want us to go there and do surgery for pe pe uh, people in Africa. So maybe we will go uh, like uh, to help them there. Wow! Uh, and uh, there, there is more more things. Uh, all the time, things are coming, and it's 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 fascinating because. It's it's uh, not boring. If you just do the same the same thing every day, it's boring. When you do new things, life is charming. What you say, I totally agree. Meaning for you, uh, innovation is is uh, breathing. It's like breathing. You have yeah, to do yeah. new things. Yeah, yeah, I understand. So no, I just wanted to make sure because um, uh, I I think uh, I win. I think when you become an, uh, a medical you know professional, it meaning you are willing to assist everybody. It has nothing to do. No color, no gender. No, no, no. no. We have a very large uh, uh, population of Arab uh, uh, villages in our area of. Uh, it's called the Mishulash. Yeah. From Um El Fakhem, from the everywhere. Triangle. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes people very poor uh, with the very uh, crazy disease from the Palestinians area comes to me also, and we treat them. No one knows about this, but we do it, and. Uh, I remember that we operated the lady from Gaza that had the cancer in the in the thyroid in our hospital. Uh, we do it because people need to to help people. We don't look on if he, if he is from Hadera or is in or is in from Um El Fahem. It's the same, uh, and we have patients. That we have chronic sinusitis patients from uh, the Arab uh, villages that have very uh, large problems with allergy and nasal polyposis and allergy and now we try to help them with the new biological injection that will dissolve the polyps 
it's very expensive and we try to make the kupot cholim the hmo to give them the the drugs and the you this do is it what we do and if i may say for the listeners which are not really aware of what is happening in israel that you do it on a daily basis every day every day because and sabbaths and sab- <laughs> meaning the hospital is working seven days a week seven and when uh, a person is coming and you don't look at his gender his uh, religion his uh, uh, nationality you simply take care of him that's it this is this is the, you're living the your you know to the highest standard of what is of humanity in a sense if i may say yeah and uh, if you help them and also bring some innovation to treat everyone uh, arabs jewish christians uh, Sadal from Lebanon also come. Uh, really? People from Lebanon are coming? F- they yeah. are living in Israel now, the Sadal. Okay. Yeah, the people that were assisting Israel uh, when we had the Lebanon so, war. So, yeah. we, so uh, you work with so them. So we worked with them, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, wa- I think we, n- we will have to have another conversation only about sleep apnea, sleeping in general and sleeping apnea. No problem. Yeah, I'll be delighted because yeah. I think it's a huge subject and I think it's becoming, uh, I think... Um, a real uh, worldwide problem. I think it's it's coming. It's like I wouldn't yeah. say that. Uh, I just I just yeah. went to the pe- to, to do re- research uh, or uh, search literature search, and I saw that the undiagnosed sleep apnea yeah. in the United States is that about 24 million people every wow. year. Wow! So it's it's very huge number. So many people are not diagnosed wow. and they have sleep apnea. Wow. So we will have another c- conversation about that. But I think you have other issues that you're dealing with besides sleep apnea and... and uh, yeah, we can uh, jump we, yeah. to this. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, I'll be delighted. Because time is flying. Yeah, I know, I saw. Uh, so <laughs> one of the projects I told uh, yeah. you about the electronic nose yeah. with Professor Haik, he got yeah. a, a large uh, grant for the Technion for this. And another an- the one is the pomegranates that yeah. I told you. There is another subject that maybe I can just yes. tell you, is the OPMD. Uh, OPMD is a disease that was, uh, it's a genetic uh, disease that uh, uh, patients suffer it from, uh, there are most, many uh, Bukhara, mm. Jewish Bukhara patients. Okay. Uh, patients from France, Wow. Patients from Quebec, wow. Canada, and New Mexico in the United States. Wow. They have this disease. Uh, the guy that uh, I worked with and I'm wo- still working with, uh, and he did the many, many research on the genetics here, is Professor Sergio Blumen. He's a neurology, neurology uh, expert on this issue. And these patients suffer from Uh, from a uh, uh, problem with the disf- they have dysphagia and ptosis. Mm, What I'm is sorry. ptosis? Yeah. Ptosis, <laughs> ptosis is when you uh, eyelid, the, uh, the eyelid, the upper eyelid is falling down. Oh my God. They like look like, the, oh like this. Oh my God, they, they, can, they can't open they their eyes. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. And they need the blepharoplasty, like nitua uh, hafafai. Yeah, they need to, ra- to raise, to their, raise yeah. their, uh, their eyebrow. Yeah. Uh, and another issue, the main issue is that they have dysphagia. They cannot swallow. Oh my God. And it's de- being dis- deteriorated oh. and they're being uh, thin and they cannot swallow very well. And slowly, slowly during the year, we 
treat them with the clinic uh, um, uh, with the helping with all kinds of targilim and also exercise, exercise yeah. with audiologists and speech uh, speech therapists and uh, finally if the it's not working we need to operate them the, and we do the operation it's called cricopharyngeus myotomy we cut the sphincter of the upper esophagus so they it will open and they can swallow better mm. and uh, we are the center of this disease in israel and people from all israel is coming to hillel yafe mm -hmm. to the neurologist and to our department and, and we will do them this surgery. Many patients in Israel doesn't know even they, they have this disease and they they put look in the internet, they in the Google Google and they see that we do and they see that they have this disease and the family doctors doesn't know very well wow. this disease. But slowly slowly we have a big data of patients and we help them. Uh, another mm -hmm. issue is uh, that uh, 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 idea that I had? Yeah. There is a recurrent tonsillitis. It's very common. Recurrent tonsillitis is a tonsillitis that pe people have like three, four, five year, uh, times a year. And and what we do for them is surgery, tonsillectomy. What is it? What tonsillectomy is, is taking the tonsils out. Oh, okay. It's okay. painful. It can bleed. They, they okay. need a, anesthesia, and and I I saw that in the tonsils, and from research there is a bio a biofilm. Biofilm is a, a thing. If you read, if you will read on this, is that the microorganism the the microorganism are building like small houses to defend themselves. Wow. Uh, with po from polysaccharides. Wow. They are also in pipes of water in the in agriculture. Wow. It's called biofilm, okay. and you have it in another places in the body with chronic infections. Infections, yeah. And and sometimes it it go it's in the tonsils, and I had a, an idea to treat this thing without surgery, with with radiofrequency. So ah. we did we did the wow. research. And we put on local anesthetic, like minimal invasive surgery, uh, with radio frequency in the tonsils. Wow. And we had a very big study, and the results are very high. Now we are very positive. Put it wow. in the literature, and it's very good. So this so is, will save surgery. Wow! Again, you used physics. Technology. Yeah, physics uh, and. You translate physics uh, principles into physics technology, and you put it into a medical context. Context to help to help patients. patients. That's beautiful. I think I think I know you have a. <laughs> so I think if we can schedule another session only about sleeping, we sleeping, will do it. okay. And uh, was there anything else that I forgot to ask you about that you think is important? I'll be delighted to hear. I think this is uh, for one hour <laughs> on, on the on the edge of the things. Uh, it's enough. And but uh, uh, if there anything else important that you want to share with the audience, anything you want to tell us about, you know, Israel uh, health uh, 
you know, the medical field in Israel, as you see the contribution of, of uh, what you do here in Israel or, you know, you and your colleagues to, to, to the worldwide population or to the medical field in general? Or what are your dreams for your future? Whatever you feel like. Yeah, I think uh, <laughs> our hospital is, uh, is uh, getting service to very huge area. Okay. And uh, the budget from the state is, is very small, limited. Yeah, limited, yeah. Most of the donations and the contributions are going to the big ones in Tel Aviv, in Haifa. Mm. And, the, and we have a general, the general of the, the head of the, the director of the hospital is also otolaryngology, ENT. Ah. ENT is very good and he's very smart. His name is Miki Dudkevich. And he understands that we need to bring people to help the hospital. Mm. And he brings some contributions and some people to, br to raise the hospital. And we built a new... Pagia, new oh, uh, nursery. nursery for the neonates. Wow. It's, it's already built. Wow. Now we try to, we have a very, a very big area and we want to maybe bring the, to build them, build their uh, building for uh, clinics, building, build hotel maybe, mm. and, and make investment in medicine because I think this is the way because uh, medicine is, taking a big issue in, in economy. Mm. And I think uh, we can do this way. I will going, I'm going to let him know that I, maybe we will open, maybe, I don't know if you will yeah. agree. Yeah, yeah, of course. A center for innovation. If we will do a center for innovation in our hospital, it can connect to the Herzliya Ben Tchumi, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. The IDC, yeah. They want to, to do Wonderful. business with us. The Technion. Wonderful. And also the Emirates. Yeah. So it's a big uh, so issue. So I'll be delighted to have him here and speak to the world or whatever kind of uh, collaboration. I'll be yeah, delighted, yeah. yeah. We, can, we need to, dig, to think wide. Yes. La, yeah. La, we need, to, we need to, to be bold in our dreams, I yeah. think. Yeah. If you don't be drink big you you will get nowhere yeah. if I you don't agree. think big you don't go there anywhere. I, I yeah. agree okay it's been a great pleasure thank you so much for being with us thank you for the conversation it was ec actually it's fly the time fly <laughs> and it was excellent <laughs> thank you it was my real pleasure and thanks so far to Lior who is being with us and assisting us and to Aya which connected us from yeah, yeah. Uh, the beginning thank so you for Aya Thank, thank, thank you, Aya. So, yeah. <laughs> so until next time. Until next time. Okay. Thank you. Thank you.